Thank you for tuning in to the RPC Sermon Series podcast. You're about to hear a live sermon, which was recorded at our 11 a.m. contemporary service. We are thrilled to share it with you. Thank you for listening. We are so glad that you have joined us for worship this morning. The work of the Lord goes on at Roswell Presbyterian Church, and we celebrate all the online meetings and the Bible studies and all the other events that go on each week as well as ministries in our community. God's people faithfully continuing God's work and ministries. Today, we're going to take a look at another of God's faithful servants, Daniel, and how his faith sustained him in very difficult times. You know, occasionally I'll ask people if they have a favorite Bible verse or verses, or maybe if they have a favorite book of the Bible. To be honest, I don't have a lot of folks who pick the book of Daniel as their favorite book of the Bible. But if I ask children to tell me some of their favorite Bible stories, well, then it's not unusual to hear the fiery furnace into which the king threw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, or Daniel and the lion's den. As you can see, I live in downtown Atlanta, the reflection behind me, which is very noisy to stay in one place to record a sermon. So today, we'll be on the move for this sermon as we explore the faith and courage of Daniel as he faced the lions in the den. So let's now take a look at Daniel 6, 13 through 27 from the Common English Bible. Hear the word of the Lord. So the officers and chief administrators said to the king, One of the Judean exiles, Daniel, has ignored you, your majesty, as well as the law you signed. He says his prayers three times a day. When the king heard this report, he was very unhappy. He decided to rescue Daniel and did everything he could to save Daniel before the sun went down. But these men, all ganged together, came and said to the king, you must realize, your majesty, that the law of Media and Persia, including every law and edict the king has issued, cannot be changed. So the king gave the order, and they brought Daniel and hurled him into the pit of lions. The king said to Daniel, Your God, the one you serve so consistently, will rescue you. A single stone was brought and placed over the entrance to the pit. The king sealed it with his own ring and with those of his princes so that Daniel's situation couldn't be changed. The king then went home to his palace and fasted through the night. No pleasures were brought to him and he couldn't sleep. At dawn, at the first sign of light, the king rose and rushed to the lion's pit. As he approached it, he called out to Daniel, worried, Daniel, servant of the living God, was your God, the one you serve so consistently, able to rescue you from the lions? Then Daniel answered the king, Long live the king. My God sent his messenger who shut the lions' mouths. They haven't touched me because I was judged innocent before my God. I haven't done anything wrong to you either, your majesty. The king was thrilled. He commanded that Daniel be brought up out of the pit and Daniel was lifted out. Not a scratch was found on him because he trusted in his God. 
The king then ordered that the men who had accused Daniel be brought and thrown into the lion's pit, including their wives and children. They hadn't even reached the bottom of the pit before the lions overpowered them, crushing all their bones. Then King Darius wrote the following decree to all the peoples, nations, and languages inhabiting the entire earth, I wish you much peace. I now issue this command. In every region of my kingdom, all people must fear and revere Daniel's God because he is the living God. God stands firm forever. His kingship is indestructible. God's rule will last until the end of time. He is a rescuer and savior. God performs signs and miracles in heaven and on earth. And here is the proof. He rescued Daniel from the lion's power. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Loving and gracious God, as we hear about Daniel and his courageous faith, help us to affirm our courage and our faith so we may serve you the best that we can. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. When I realized this was going to be my passage for this Sunday, I hit the Google and started looking for facts about lions. They're majestic creatures, don't you think, up there on the rock? But not exactly the type of cat that you want to say, here kitty kitty too. This is what I found out. Lions are social animals who live in groups known as prides. And the prides can have 15 lions in them or more. Male lions can weigh up to 500 pounds and female lions can weigh up to 300 pounds. They can reach speeds of up to 50 miles per hour for a short time and they can jump as far as 36 feet. The female lions who raise their cubs together do most of the hunting for food, while the males do most of the protecting of the pride. Even though females hunt for the food, the males always eat first. Lions are fantastic hunters. Their vision is about six times more sensitive to light than humans, which gives them a real advantage when they hunt at night. We know them as kings of the jungle, but they primarily live in grasslands and plains. You can tell the age of a male lion by the color of his mane. The darker the mane, the older the lion. A lion's roar can supposedly be heard up to five miles away. They communicate with each other, like house cats do often, with purrs and deep mewish sounds. They rub their heads against each other which allows their scent to be on each other so that they can identify themselves as part of a certain pride. And lions reportedly sleep or rest about 16 to 20 hours a day. Thus the reason I titled this sermon, The Lions Sleep Tonight. I know the story is called Daniel and the Lion's Den, but I think it's more like the lions just happened to exist in Daniel and God's den that night. God sent a messenger or an angel to Daniel to shut the lion's mouths, and I think they slept through the night. If they don't have to hunt or there's no food available, they'll probably sleep. I know this from experience. Our indoor house lion, Cat, whose name is Cat Benatar, we call her Benny, behaves very similar to lions. For 30% of the, her day, she is in hunting mode, which either involves receiving a can of fancy feast prey in her dish 
or she hunts, as seen here, stalking and slaying the paper prey in the printer. When she's not doing these things, she's doing this, sleeping. With all this great knowledge about lions, it kind of helps bring our passage about Daniel being thrown into the lion's den a little more into focus. If those lions were hungry, particularly if there were female lions in the den, those officials in the kingdom who were out for Daniel had to feel sure that Daniel would not survive in that den. But I think in order to understand our passage today, we need to know a little bit about what happened in the 12 verses earlier in the passage. And we'll take a look at those in just a minute. We have to remember that at the time of this story, possibly around the 6th century BC, Daniel and other Jews were living as exiles in the pagan Persian Empire, which made it difficult for them to maintain fidelity to God and practice their faith. And King Darius reigned in the empire and was known as a good-natured leader, but he was sometimes weak and very easily swayed. His court was filled with insecure and sometimes inept officers. So we don't know a lot about the character of Daniel in the Bible. Different sources that I studied while preparing for this uh, suggested he could have been anywhere from 80 to 90 years old at the time of the lion's den. But sometimes artwork I've seen of the story shows Daniel as a younger man, like the artwork you see here. What we do know about Daniel is that although he was a Jew in exile in a pagan land, he was known as a man with an extraordinary spirit. In earlier chapters, he's called wise, and he interprets King Nebuchadnezzar's dreams. And also, he interprets the mysterious writing on a wall that appears during Belshazzar's uh, reign. So, King Darius also recognized Daniel's wisdom and his faithfulness to God and his dedication to whatever work he did. In verses 1 through 12, we read that King Darius appointed 120 chief administrators, called satraps in other translations, and he put them throughout the kingdom. And then he appointed three main officers over them as their bosses. And in verse 3, our chapter tells us this. Because of his extraordinary spirit, Daniel soon surpassed the other officers and the chief administrators, so much so that the king had plans to set him over the entire kingdom. Daniel quickly became one of those highest officials. The other officers and administrators became jealous and recruited other officials in the kingdom to convince King Darius to issue an edict and enforce a law that said, for 30 days, anyone who says prayers to any god or human being except King Darius will be thrown into a pit of lions. And of course, King Darius was easily swayed and he signed the law. And by law, once the king signed the law, it was irrevocable and unable to be annulled. Well, Daniel heard about the document, but he was still firm in his faith. And he went home and he prayed to God in front of an open window where people could see him. And he prayed like that three times a day. So the men, probably those same officials, saw Daniel and they went straight to the king and told on him. And they reminded the king that the law couldn't be changed and the king affirmed that for them. And this is where we pick up with our scripture today. Daniel's strong faith saved him from the lion's den. But Daniel's strong faith also led the king to God. The king who worried so deeply for Daniel in the lion's den that long night. 
the king who admired Daniel's extraordinary spirit. The king decided that all those who plotted against Daniel by tricking the king into writing an edict, those who were jealous because Daniel was different and he was succeeding, those officers and administrators would themselves end up in the lion's den. Have you ever heard of the term crab mentality? Well, this story kind of reminds me of it a bit because of the way that the administrators worked so hard to pull Daniel down off that success ladder he climbed. Now, I've never actually seen this and witnessed this at all, but supposedly, if a single crab is in a bucket, it does what it can to climb out of the bucket. And sometimes it makes it out. However, if you put other crabs in the bucket with that single crab, those other crabs will continue to pull and tug at that single crab to keep it down in the bucket so it can't climb out and gain its freedom and succeed. Daniel was climbing to the top and these officers were determined to pull him as far down as they could, even into the pit of the lion's den. So what made Daniel stand out to the king, but made him so disliked by the other administrators and leaders? Well, Daniel's strength first and foremost was his firmness in his faith despite his circumstances. He was strong in character because of that. Yes, he was a Jew in exile in the Persian kingdom, but his faith taught him how to act and speak in the midst of adversity. He chose to respond to life, life circumstances with the firmness of his faith and to figure out the best way to live and serve God in those circumstances. He made the best of his circumstances to honor God instead of complaining about his circumstances. Daniel basically lived and worked among those administrator, private investigators who watched and scrutinized every aspect of his life, all out of jealousy. But in the end, Daniel's faith was strong and they found nothing to bring him down. So they invented a way using his unfaltering faith, an edict banning prayer to his God. Now we as Christians are also watched in our faith walks as Daniel was in his. People look to us to see if we really walk the walk and talk the talk. What we say or do speaks volumes, especially in these days of social media. Viral posts, easy access cameras that can record things for all to see. One email, one post, or a picture or a video we create can easily make its way quickly around the world. And one quick way someone's character can be torn down is through rumors or gossip. So do what people see in us as Christians through what we say or do reflect the teachings of Christ to others? Now Daniel's second strength is that he had discipline in his faith life and didn't succumb to the temptation to avoid practicing his faith in front of others because of fear. His faith discipline was prayer. He prayed three times a day in front of open windows that faced Jerusalem. Everyone could see him praying, an all view of the edict. But Daniel's prayer life with God was unstoppable. It was part of his core being. His God walked with him in all circumstances, and his prayers to God were as vital to his life as his own breath. So what is vital to our lives and our faith walks with God? 
What do we do that recognizes that assurance that we belong to God? Is it our daily prayer lives? Is it reading and studying scripture? Is it fellowship with other Christians? Or maybe it's a combination of all those things. If we were to face the lion's den, what at the core of our beings would strengthen us for the task? I know for me, the first line of our denominations, a brief statement of faith, is sealed here on my heart. It says this, in life and in death, we belong to God. Daniel knew this. His God would be faithful as he lived his days as the king's officer or when he faced the lions. What do we hold in our hearts as we face difficult times and circumstances, as we face life's lions? What has our faith in Christ instilled in the core of our being so that we never fear the lions in life? Now, Daniel's third strength was that he allowed his faith to influence others. When he emerged from the lion's den, he was seen in a different light. The king believed in his God, and the king lifted praises to Daniel's God. Daniel didn't seek revenge on those who sent him to the lion's den. The king sought revenge on them. But Daniel's faith then became King Darius's faith. And we don't know, as Paul Harvey used to say, the rest of the story. If Daniel's faith influenced the king, maybe the king's new faith influenced others in the empire. Who is influenced by our faith? I mentioned earlier that people watch us in our faith walks. What we do as followers of Christ shows that we follow Christ's teachings of love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Was there someone who walked strongly in their faith that you watched in your early faith walk? How did they influence you with their faith? And how do they continue to influence you now? And how does your faith influence others around you? Daniel's faith was strong at work and at home and out in the community. And can we say the same of ourselves or do we act differently in different situations? Like Daniel, is our faith strong in whatever situation we find ourselves? Daniel had joy in his faith, joy in praying to God, joy in living for God the best way he could in his situation of the exile in which he lived. And as I was working on this sermon, the 1961 song by the Tokens called The Lion Sleeps Tonight kept playing around here in my head. And I recalled a time in the late 1990s when the executive presbyter of our presbytery, Jim Schumach, brought his guitar to our church's Wednesday night program to do a little sing-along program with us. Along with good old church favorites, he introduced a new version of Amazing Grace to us that night. And it was to the tune of The Lion Sleeps Tonight. It was the first time I ever heard that, and to this day, it brings me such joy to sing it. He divided us up so that on the chorus between the verses, half of us would sing, the other half would do the That's the joy I feel in my faith. That amazing grace that I know covers me and you in calm times and in times when the lions come stalking. Friends, God watched out for Daniel that night 
and God watches out for us too. No matter the lions symbolizing adversity or trouble in our lives, God is there. No matter the lions of illness or grief or despair or anger or any other trials in life, Christ has promised us, I will be with you even until the end of the world. And that's a promise that we can hold on to tightly. Amen. Let us pray. Holy and loving God, our hearts know you are indeed with us. When times are good and when the lions of life seem to wait for us, what a comfort it is to know you are ever present. May others see your love through us and may we be faithful in our living in all aspects of our life. It's in Jesus' name that we pray this. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the RPC Sermon Series podcast. If you'd like more info about Roswell Presbyterian Church, check out our website at roswellpres.org.